This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Ah, friends. They're like books. You can never have too many. Except, I guess you could have too many books if they didn't fit in your house anymore, or if they were stacked up high enough to block all the windows, or if you had to rent a boat just to store all your books on. At that point, you should really start borrowing books from the library. So, yeah, you could totally have too many books. I guess you could have too many friends, too, now that I think about it. I mean, there are only so many hours in a day, and friendships do take time and effort. Wow, that really went off the rails. Let me try again. Ah, friends. They're great, aren't they? Our story today is about friendship. So today, I invited my friend, Mateo the Mouse, to sit in. Because guess what, guys? This is another mouse story. Mateo, thank you so much for joining me and for squeezing me into your jam-packed schedule. Friends, Mateo has been on a lot of podcasts lately. Yep, he's making the rounds, promoting his best-selling memoir. Mateo, how are you taking all your newfound fame? Is it everything you'd hoped for? Mateo just took out his phone. He's swiping through his photos, I think. Oh, Mateo is showing me a photo of him with a bunch of mice who seem thrilled to be in a photo with him. In fact, one of them is... Mateo, is that mouse fainting? Yeah, yeah, this mouse is fainting out of excitement. Mateo, are these your fans? He says, yes, those are some major book nerds. I love it. Well, I know you're on a tight schedule, so let's get to our story. Larry's Secret, a mouse story. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Voila! Mouse enthused as he took a photo of his latest creation. Ever since the great rodent bake-off, he'd been hard at work, leaning in to his creativity. He'd also developed quite the following. Rodents of all sizes were taken with his unconventional culinary works of art. And these days, when he posted a photo of his work online, he received thousands of tiny hearts from his fans. The cake on the kitchen counter was tall and narrow. It had five layers, precariously perched one on top of the other. Grandma came into the kitchen, tying her apron around her midsection. Hi, Grandma. Oh, hello there, Mouse. Gosh, you've been in the kitchen a lot lately. My fans expect new creations on the daily, Grandma. That cake, Mouse. It looks incredible. Thank you, Grandma. It's a pumpkin spice cake with cardamom-infused icing. That sounds delicious. Pumpkin spice is my favorite flavor. Grandma leaned over the cake with a fork. Uh, Grandma, you might not want to do that. 
But Mouse was too late. He cringed as Grandma dug into the cake with her fork. She looked at what was stuck to the tines and gasped. <gasps> Mouse, what is in this cake? Well, you know how I said it's a cake? Yes. I was using the word cake loosely. Grandma narrowed her eyes. What are you talking about, Mouse? Is it a cake or is it not a cake? Mouse glanced around, hoping for something to happen, like Larry walking in to save him from himself. Here's the thing, Grandma, Mouse said, twirling his tail with a paw. By the way, you are looking particularly lovely today. Mouse. Right, okay, well, you see, I'm not actually making real food anymore. What do you mean? You've been in the kitchen constantly. Good point, Grandma. I guess it would be more accurate to say that I'm not making edible food anymore. I don't follow, Grandma said, putting the fork down on the counter. Edible means something you can eat, Mouse said, lifting an imaginary spoon to his mouth and rubbing his tummy. Mouse, I know what edible means, but if you're not making food that mice can eat, what kind of food are you making? Uh, I'm not really supposed to say. My contract is still under negotiation. Grandma furrowed her brows and raised a whisker. Okay, okay, Mouse said, backing away. I can't take the whisker thing any longer. You've pulled it out of me. I'm going to be a food artist for Mouse Network. Grandma was stunned. Mouse Network? You're going into show business? Not really. Just food design for TV shows. Pretty food. Colorful food. Food that you can't actually eat. You know, on TV, lots of times the food on their plates isn't really food at all. It could be foam or wood or... Is this cake made of foam? Grandma asked, astonished. Among other things, Mouse confessed. Oh, Mouse, I don't know if I like the sound of you getting all caught up in that world. The stress, the egos. I know, but Grandma, we both know my food. Well, it usually looks interesting, but it only tastes good like 10% of the time. Grandma shook her head. Then you'll practice and make it taste better. Oh, Mouse, I don't want you to lose sight of who you are. I've heard that Mouse Network can change mice, and not for the better. Have you talked to Larry about this? Mouse crossed his paws and pouted. I've tried, but it feels like Larry's been avoiding me. Mouse's face crumpled. Larry? I don't believe it. He's always been there for you. Every time I've gone to his hole in the wall lately, he's mysteriously absent. I just saw him at Mouse Mart, Grandma said. He's probably home right now. Why don't you go find him and talk to him about your, your career plans? Larry always gives the best advice. Mouse tried to build himself up as he scampered over to Larry's place. Mouse Network can't change me. It's not like I'm a 
gullible, overly sensitive mouse or anything. I'm tough. I'm world-weary. I'm... Mouse stopped short as he rounded the corner outside Larry's hole in the wall. Larry was inside, talking to someone. No, not just talking. Encouraging someone. There you go. You'll be there soon. Larry is encouraging someone else. Larry encourages me. Larry must have a new best friend. Larry's voice came again, sounding even more encouraging this time. You'll get where you need to go. Just keep on this path. I should have known this would happen someday, Mouse thought to himself. Larry is the best friend a mouse could hope for. Of course I should have known he'd move on from me. You've arrived, boomed Larry from inside his hole in the wall. You've arrived? Larry must be friends with a really successful mouse, not one who makes pretend food. What if Larry's new best friend is a real chef? Mouse's head was spinning. He quickly turned around and scampered away, tears coming to his eyes. As he ran away, his tail hit against a picture. Larry had hung outside the door. Larry poked his head outside to see what caused the noise, but Mouse had already disappeared around the corner. Later, when he was sleeping, Mouse had a nightmare in which he dreamed that Larry and his new best friend laughed at him behind his back. And did you hear, Dream Larry said with a smirk in his voice, that my former best friend is cooking fake food? Honestly, his real food was so bad that I'd probably rather eat the fake stuff. <laughs> you are hilarious, Larry, said Dream Larry's new best friend. I am so glad we're best friends now. Having a best friend like you is amazing. Want some of the amazingly delicious pizza with tomato sauce I just effortlessly whipped up? Oh, and I took that amazing advice of yours and entered this year's Great Rodent Bake Off. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be amazing. amazing. No! Mouse shouted, waking up from his nightmare. Grandma scampered in from the next hole in the wall. Mouse? Was that you shouting? Are you okay? Oh, Grandma. Larry has a new best friend who doesn't put jam on pizza, and she's entering the Great Ronin Bake Off, and she overuses the word amazing, and oh, Grandma, what do I do? Mouse, Grandma said, squeezing Mouse's paw. Deep breaths. There you go. You had a nightmare. None of that was real. Grandma gave Mouse a hug. Go back to sleep. I bet things will look better tomorrow. Mouse watched as Grandma scampered away. He tried to settle back to sleep. It took a while, but eventually he did. The next day, Mouse went to work in the kitchen, trying to put his fears about Larry to the back of his mind. Over the next few hours, he created three new treats for his portfolio. 
He snapped photos of each one and shared them with his fans. Mouse was cleaning up the counter when a knock came from just inside the third hole in the wall. Hey, Mouse! It was Uncle Horatio, but Mouse couldn't see him behind the enormous tower of tail socks he was carrying. Tail socks were all the rage, and Uncle Horatio had recently started selling them. Oh, hi, Uncle Horatio. You in there somewhere? Uncle Horatio poked his head out the side of the huge pile of tail socks. Mouse, how you doing? Came by to see if you're in need of some tail socks. I'm running a sale, 20% off for the next three days. Tail socks, huh? Mouse said, unsure. Yes, siree. Uncle Horatio waved his tail around, showing off a bright blue tail sock. My tail's never been cozier. Truly, I don't know what I ever did without these things. How about this? Let me give you one to try for the next two days, totally free. Then, if you love it, Mouse's phone buzzed on the counter. He was getting a video call from Mouse Network. Ah, uh, Uncle Horatio, I'm so sorry. I really want to hear this, but I have to take this call. Go right ahead. I'll wait right here for you. Mouse touched the screen of his phone, and an image of Dietrich from Mouse Network appeared. Mouse, you're looking well. And you as well, Dietrich. Look, Mouse, um, I have some news about your contract with us. After much consideration, uh, hey, are those tail socks? Dietrich asked. Mouse glanced over his shoulder. Uncle Horatio was dangling a paw full of tail socks just in Dietrich's line of vision. Uncle Horatio, Mouse whispered. Oh, sorry, Mouse. Never know when you might get a sale. Gosh, my sister is crazy for those things, Dietrich said. Anyway, Mouse, look, first I just want to say we all think you are an incredibly talented mouse. Very creative. Mouse was so flattered. His imagination suddenly took flight, and all he could think about was his new life working at Mouse Network. Maybe I'll wear a tie to work. That might make me look extra serious about doing a good job. Maybe I'll even wear one of those silly tail socks. They are the biggest trend, after all. I need to start saving up all my best stories to tell all the other mice around the cheese wheel. And maybe I'll even... Mouse? Mouse snapped back to the present. Dietrich was just kind of staring at him. Mouse had no idea how long he'd been daydreaming and what he may have missed. Right, Mouse began, trying to recover. So, Dietrich, can you just summarize what you've been trying to tell me? Just so I really get the gist of it. Mouse could hear Uncle Horatio puttering around behind him. Mouse, we've decided to go in a different direction, Dietrich said. Which direction would that be? Mouse asked, smiling. Dietrich gave Mouse a blank look. We can't hire you for a job at Mouse Network, Dietrich said. I've really got to stop daydreaming. Mouse thought to himself, not for the first time. Oh, 
Mouse said. He felt this new information wash over him. It felt like a dark gray cloud had just settled over what had been a bright sunny day. Again, I I'm really sorry about this. I wish we could have made it work, Dietrich said with real kindness in his voice. I understand, Mouse said, though he wasn't sure he understood. This is a tough business. Dietrich said a few more nice things, and they said their goodbyes. Mouse turned his phone on its face on the kitchen counter and looked down at his empty paws. Uh, sorry to hear that, Mouse. You know what might make you feel a bit better? Uncle Horatio said, putting a paw on Mouse's shoulder. Mouse barely glanced up. A tail sock! They're just the coziest things you'll ever- Okay, Uncle Horatio, Mouse said, taking a tail sock from his uncle and putting it on his tail. Thank you. I have to go now. All right. I'll check back with you in a few days. Mouse scampered slowly out of the kitchen and through the sixth hole in the wall. He knew where he needed to go. Mouse peeked inside Larry's home before stepping inside. Larry was sitting, reading a book. He must have heard Mouse because he glanced up and smiled. Mouse! Mouse brightened upon hearing Larry's excitement to see him. Hey, Larry. Mouse, I've barely seen you lately. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, this and that. Come on, Mouse. What have you been up to? Mouse hesitated a moment, but then decided it didn't really matter to him if Larry had a new friend. He told Larry the whole story of Mouse Network. When he finished, Larry looked at Mouse's tail. Does that thing on your tail have anything to do with this? Oh, Mouse laughed. Oh, Larry, it's, it's a tail sock. They're all the rage with young mice. If you'd like one, I'm sure I could get you a free trial from Uncle Horatio. Larry laughed. That's okay. I like my tail the way it is. Hey, Mouse, I'm really sorry about the Mouse Network thing. It sounds really disappointing and frustrating. Yeah, it is. But you know, maybe this whole Mouse Network thing wasn't meant to be. I really think you're going places, Mouse. Maybe you just haven't figured out where just yet. Mouse smiled. Maybe you're right, Larry. You've always helped me find my way. Larry laughed. Funny you should say that, Mouse. Seems that you might be the only mouse to feel that way. What do you mean? Mouse asked. I have something to tell you, too. Okay. Well, you know, Mousy? Hmm. Does she live in the eighth hole in the wall? The one with all the belts? No, no. Mousy is that voice on your phone. The one that tells you how to get where you need to go. Oh, yes! I'd be lost without Mousy. Well, they were looking for a new voice for Mousy, and I auditioned for it. You did? Mouse suddenly realized something. You did? Mouse thought back to when he'd heard Larry talking to who he thought was a new best friend. There you go. You'll be there soon. You'll get where you need to go. Just keep on this path. 
You've arrived. Mouse smacked his head with his paw. You were auditioning to be the new Mousie, Mouse said. Yeah, Larry said, shaking his head. Every mouse has always told me how encouraging I am. I, I don't know, I figured maybe Mousie could use some updating. Maybe Mousie could be extra encouraging to mice during their travels. That's a winning idea, Larry. Well, they didn't agree. They went in a different direction. I'm sorry, Larry. It's okay. I guess I just wanted to do something exciting, you know? Sometimes I feel like I'm in your shadow a little. My shadow? What do you mean? I don't want to just be some character in your story, Mouse. I want to have a story of my own. Oh. Mouse looked at his friend. Larry had been there for him since they were both tiny mice. I guess I've really taken you for granted, Larry. No, I, I know you didn't mean to, Larry said. Yeah, but I did it anyway. I'm really sorry. Do you think you'll ever forgive me? <laughs> Mouse, I already have. It's not really your fault, anyway. I mean, you can't help being beloved. You're charming and funny and endearingly weird. And a bad friend. No, you're a good friend. You're my best friend. Mouse smiled. Larry, it is a crime that you will not be the new Mousie. I cannot even believe they picked a different mouse. Are they crazy? Actually, you know what, Larry? I think I know what happened. I know why they didn't pick you. Oh, yeah? Fill me in, Larry said. Larry, you are just too good. Mouse, seriously? You're going to have to come up with something better than that. No, Larry, I'm serious. Think of it. If Mousie is too encouraging, if Mousie is too fascinating of a mouse, if Mousie sounds like he'd be the perfect best friend, it would be way too distracting. Larry laughed. Really? Really? I mean, can you imagine? Rodents would be veering off course left and right. They'd never be able to focus on the task at hand. It would be very dangerous having you as Mousy. Well, I, I wouldn't want to cause any accidents. Exactly. So what do you say we go brainstorm some other career options for you over a piece of my pumpkin spice cake? It's not made of foam, right, Mouse? Oh, right. I did make that one with foam. How about some cheese instead? Sounds perfect, Mouse. Mateo, what are you doing? What are you trying to... Mateo is trying to take a selfie with me. Mateo, can we wait until I'm done recording and then I will be happy to take a picture with you and I'll even... I'll even faint if you want. I mean, I am one of your biggest fans. I was one of the first people who read your memoir. Did you like the story at least? Oh, good. I hope you guys liked the story too. 
Special thanks today go out to Violet the Squirrel. So guys, you know from Humphrey's Tree Falls Down that my house is pretty much surrounded by trees. Some of the trees have nuts that fall down in autumn. Lately, my house and my car have been getting pummeled by these nuts. As you may imagine, this is not great for when I'm recording a story. The nuts make this plunking sound on my roof, and that's not good when I need things to be really, really quiet. So, enter my friend Violet. I met Violet the other day. She was, you know, squirreling it up outside my door, nibbling on one of the offending nuts. She seemed pretty cool, so we struck up a deal. If she would scurry around catching all the nuts before they hit my roof while I was recording, I'd help her carry the haul to her tree. I also promised to give her a shout-out on the show, which I guess I'm doing right now. Anyway, this has worked perfectly. This whole time, she's been up there running around catching the nuts before they hit, and I haven't heard a single one. When I'm done recording, I'm going to go get my wheelbarrow and make sure she gets everything she's caught home to stash away. So a big thank you, Violet. Thank you so much. This story would have been full of plunking sounds without your efforts. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. If your family is enjoying the stories, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And if you have a minute, share the show with a friend or your favorite parents group. And your ratings and reviews do make a big difference. So thank you to everyone who's left a rating or review. I also encourage you guys to check out Kids Listen. They have a brand new mobile app that has a ton of high-quality podcasts for kids um, of all ages. It's in the App Store, and um, you can find some really good shows on there. So check it out. Thank you guys for listening in. I'll be back in two weeks with a new story to share.